everybody. Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. The end of February, that's it. This year, we just got 28 days. And that year would be 2022 if you're completely confused as to the calendar. And it's also now, at least here in Israel, the 20th day of Adar, 5782. And uh, I've been busy, which is really great. But I do take time to read certain emails that I think are important. And I never miss ones from Dr. Aaron Lerner. from IMRA, Independent Media Review and Analysis. Some of you may remember, I have interviewed Aaron, I'll just call you Aaron, uh, over the years and got him back on the line just for you because of a very, what I thought was a very interesting, you guys can decide for yourselves, I suppose, um, a very interesting analysis that I hadn't read anywhere else because, you know, like a lot of stuff we're seeing is just repeating what somebody else already said. That is not how Dr. Aaron Lerner works. And you are about to find that out for yourself. And if you don't already get IMRA, time to get it in your inbox. It's free. It's great. And it will make you think, which is if you're listening to this show, you already know that that's my disease. All right. So, Aaron, thank you so much for joining me here um, in Israel. And of course, the um, I mean, the the I don't know what you would call it. It's not really an editorial. What do you call it? Well, every week I put out a commentary. Right. Okay. Commentary is good. All right. So that's what it is. So now you know why I like this so much. So why don't you tell our listeners what this particular commentary was about looking at what's going on in the Ukraine, but from a different angle than, uh, than most of the people are. Well, look, everybody's been saying that it's clear. We have a clear message that we have to take care of ourselves. Israel. Uh, Israel. But that's nice to say, but then so what? what? What goes from that point? And I think that there's some very clear things that happen as a result of this, in which I would hope that uh, Israeli leadership would leverage what's just happened in order to push forward with uh, implementing these kinds of ideas, what we need to do. And I'd say, first and foremost, when you say that we should be independent, that means that we should be independent in our ability to defend ourselves. That's weapon systems, that's our army, et cetera. Right now, we're in a situation where we've tied pretty much every weapons development that we have, every weapons program that we have to the United States, as if we're some poor, terribly poor country that simply can't pull it off by itself. And so as a result, take the example with the Iron Iron Dome interceptors. We're waiting for Uncle Sam to cough up the money to make some more. And where are we going to be making them? Oh, we're going to buy them from the States. Why? Because that way we're not really buying them. We're getting them for free. Well, this is a terrible distortion, uh, it leads to a terrible distortion of our needs. We are in a very critical situation. We need a lot of advanced weapon systems on the line right now. We can afford to do it ourselves and make it in Israel. Can we? Because, you know, this has been back and forth for many years that we should get up the American military. I'll give you a for instance. Right now, we're less than 6% of GDP spending on defense. In the 80s, it was three times that amount. Hmm. All right. And that's when we were not a particularly wealthy country. So, in terms of the capability of making a bigger commitment, we've done this in the past. 
we can do it in the future. Uh, but again, to, to think for a minute, right now, when we have an important weapon system that's being manufactured or co-produced in the States, that means that if Uncle Sam decides that he wants to slow, uh, limit our abilities to engage in an operation, he can slow down supplies of it. If he doesn't want us to roll out a product at a certain time for whatever reason, it doesn't get rolled out. Or on a simple matter of it doesn't meet their budget plans. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly we are making our needs for our country subject to the budget considerations of the United States. And again, we are in a situation where we can do this by ourselves. And if we do this by ourselves, we can decide what should be done first. We can decide how fast it should be done. And there's Haven't a lot been of- down this road before. I mean, I was, I was much younger then, but in 1973 in the Yom Kippur War, didn't a similar thing happen where Israel needed resupplies and they were slowly they coming? Right. They waited. I, I remember because I actually, uh, well, never mind. I was at the airport unloading planes. But uh, yes, and it was used as a tool against us. And after, the, after we attacked the nuclear uh, power plant that was uh, under construction in Iraq, Actually, the United States took a sanction against us, and they delayed the they delayed delivering uh, jets. They postponed mm-hmm. them, and we've had this happen before. That we, you know, since then, that when we want to do things, that we find that we can't uh, get the equipment that we need at when we need it. But besides that, we have this terrible situation that this terrible this terrible attitude. Digressing for a moment. Even this, the, the most simple thing as uh, the uh, bulletproof vests, which soldiers should have, mm-hmm. uh, we're not we are not giving out the uh, the the light the good lightweight vests which we sell overseas necessarily because we're waiting for cheaper you know for ones that we can get from the United States. We had a situation in, in Lebanon where we were using uh, certain you know, shrapnel bombs made in the United States, which had a tremendous number of duds. And then we got into terrible, terrible, terrible trouble with the world because of all of this unexploded material yeah. in Lebanon. We were making and selling a better bomb. But guess what? When we were making you know, made in Israel, we were paying for it instead of getting it for getting it from the from from uncle sam for free so we also had these distortions but so we have the situation that we really have to become independent become independent and we can do it and and then look there's besides on a on when we're talking military equipment there is a whole issue of artificial intelligence and events artificial intelligence and if we're not at the top of the pack we could be yeah. in some serious trouble, but it's a little too technical. Let's not go into this. But look, if we're going to be saying that this is that this is a situation, we have to have our economy take off in a at a breakneck speed in a way that we 
just aren't at right now, even though, look, it's very impressive how, how Israel is prospering, Israel right. is growing, et cetera. But let's face it, if we're going to do this, the economy has to grow at a speed where it's all hands on deck. That means that we can't have a situation that uh, sectors of the economy uh, choose poverty, mm-hmm. where a sector of the economy decides that it's OK for a labor force participation rate of men to be half of men, mm-hmm. half of able, you know, half mm-hmm. of the people. Mm-hmm. And also when people do go to work, they're going to have to come with a good skill set so that they are really productive. And that means also that people who go to any educational institution are going to have to be armed with English and math and all the things right. that you need in order to be productive. This is a very serious move that we're talking about. Can this be done? It could be done. I, don't, I know you don't want to talk about politics. But, no, I mean, uh, it's impossible, that, it's possible is, to avoid it. This is yeah. something that, that the current coalition probably could possibly pull off because the elements of society, which somehow feel, yeah. look, we have, a, we have a theological argument whether you can rely on God for miracles or if Judaism believes that you have to <laughs> you have to actually do something and right. not sit back and wait and, and just pray. But so well, we, I mean, it, it sounds like you're talking about like a multi-pronged approach here. One of it obviously absolutely. would include the education ministry and insisting that certain core curriculum goes into every school. I was on my way. Uh, the other one is obviously the finance ministry and all those other. I was on my way home today, though, just a couple hours ago. And I actually heard somebody who is an importer and he was complaining yeah. about how things are being held up at the port. And how they can't get the transportation minister down there. She happens to be from the merits party. I'm not a fan of hers to begin with, but they have, there are certain ports that are privatized that things would move through and there are other ports, which are not. And so when something's controlled by the government, people aren't working as hard as they should. And so that's all, I mean, that was something I hadn't even thought of. Right. I agree agree with you that, that, that there is a a need to to do a lot of streamlining and Mm -hmm. that there is definitely a uh, we have a lot of a lot of red tape in our country and taking away that red tape in and of itself will right. uh, will we'll help the economy to grow. And uh, yeah, we have a problem right now. We have a problem right now in, in the ports. There's all kinds of battles going on. Right. And, and I agree with you. But at the at, at the end of the day, even if if we if we solved all of those things, I would still say that if we have a growing sector of the population that has less than 50% labor force participation mm-hmm. rate of, active, of, of men, and that the people who, uh, uh, these people are not learning, uh, they're right. not acquiring uh, the skills still that they fair. need to, yeah. to be very productive, this is this is a, 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 very, uh, a very big hindrance. But I would say that at the same time, so we've talked about trying to make the economy grow, really grow fast. We're talking about uh, making decisions about what we need to do in terms of, of weapon systems, equipment, et cetera, where it's independent of whether you get money from Uncle Sam. Or anybody. Uh, and all of that, or right. anybody for that matter. There is also, look, there's a, there's a lot more involved because look, if, if you're saying that we are on our own, 
that means that you're also very, very worried about, let's call it the perfect storm. What's a, a perfect storm would mm-hmm. be that we have an attack that involves the active participation of Hezbollah from the north, Hamas, from, from Aza, right. Right. and God knows who else is involved. And under those circumstances, what's going on right now, the weapons development that's going on right now in Gaza and in, the, in, in Lebanon is something that could be catastrophic. You know, we, we, have in, we have in, we keep on talking about the 100,000 odd And they have kits which are upgrade kits to make them into, to turn a, uh, what we could call a statistical weapon. In other words, fine, I'm going to shoot a a thousand at you in an area, but it's, I can't really aim it. It's plus minus five kilometers or whatever when it lands. So I'm not really going to hit something specific. Uh, Put on a uh, the a kit, an upgrade kit that turns it into a guided one, and instead, oops, uh oh, it can <laughs> you know you give this where you, it wants to land. You, you say where you want it to land, and suddenly when you when when we say well at the beginning of a war, we'll so there'll be a few hundred that. They're gonna they're gonna shoot before Take we can before we can stop yeah. it out, right? Right. In any scenario, well, suddenly that becomes a really serious thing because instead of it just instead of us just rolling the dice whether or not statistically they're gonna hit something, yeah, they're gonna they could hit some very serious targets. And so because just, of uh, this, just to bring we in, have, my we have to take care of these right now. That's my. So that's just my, bring my listeners into some of the um, reality that Israel's dealing with, and I heard uh, former General uh, Yaakov Amidror talk about this a couple of, uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Why Israel is being very careful when it comes to Ukraine and Russia, because on the one hand, we're appalled with what's happening on the you know for the Ukrainians. I mean, sure. it's a terrible thing, and of course, as people who have also. Um, been the victim of just like a random assault like that out of the blue. It, it's a frightening thing. And of course, there's a lot of Israelis in the Ukraine and have deep ties there. On the other hand, on the other hand, we have this weird dance that we're doing with Russia right now, right. Which, even though they more or less control a lot of the airspace over our neighbor, Syria and Iraq, which a lot of these missiles you're talking about are coming from Iran and through that area to Lebanon, right? To try and like, Bring Iran oh, on. Oh, here, here, the, so, the upgrade, the upgrade kits are here. The, here's, it's interesting for me. I agree. Look, they let us kill. We, we have this remarkable situation that I would wonder: would an American, <laughs> would an American government let us kill their allies? Yeah. So the Russians are kind of okay. laying back and letting Israel okay. deal with threats developing, and so we don't want to upset the Russians either because yeah. we got that fish to fry. There, yeah. there is a there there is a there there is a there there's a there's a twist to this, by the way, and the oh, twist yeah. is, and that uh, they also sell that equip the equipment that they have in Syria, which ostensibly could stop us. Mm-hmm. Is is this, this is something that they sell all over the world and. They don't also want to have it demonstrated as they tried to stop us. They couldn't stop us. But that's the Russians sell it. The Russians sell it. The Russians have an interest. Moshe Aaron said years ago that the Russians don't have an interest in putting us into a situation that we demonstrate 
that all of this expensive equipment that they supply to people doesn't work, <laughs> can't stop us. But but no, but I'm not I'm not making light of I'm not making light of that. It's, 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 I, I do agree that, that it's an important relationship and everything else. I would express a concern. And my concern is that while it is very impressive, all of the activity that we have, all of the bombing and every time a bunch of uh, freighters land from Tehran in Damascus, we end up then bombing the warehouse that they unloaded their stuff mm -hmm. into. OK, but we all know the unfortunate truth, and that is that whatever they managed to get across the border. That's it. We won't touch it. We don't. That's Which it. border? So, Which border? Anything to get into Lebanon. That's it. Ah, Once okay. it's Lebanon, and we're we're far from a hundred percent effective. Okay, mm -hmm. so we've been going for year after year after year. All right, in this very impressive activity of bombing stuff on the way to Lebanon, but. Once it gets there, we don't touch it. If you want to ask who's deterred here, okay, mm -hmm. we're the ones who are, we are the ones who are deterred. I, I I find it remarkable when when people say that we have some wonderful deterrent effect in 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 uh, Lebanon against Hezbollah. When, as far as I can tell, they're patient. Mm -hmm. They're not deterred. They're patient. They're waiting. They're, they're, they're waiting because they're building up. They're building up this capability on a very, very patiently. Uh, I'll digress for a moment and say that I'm disturbed that I see a number uh, that I now see a, a string of articles which are actually that are clearly coming from Israeli intelligence, initiated by Israeli intelligence, in order to try to convince us that uh, Hezbollah really doesn't have a lot of them yet, and they give a you know, low number. The number that Israeli intelligence, the number of, of, of guided missiles that Israeli intelligence has been uh, citing for the last three or four years has always been the same number. Mm -hmm. It's as if they haven't, it's as if nothing has happened, that they, that they haven't managed to put one kit together. And these are kits which can be put, these are kits that are the size of a suitcase, all right? You don't need a huge truck to bring one of them. You could fly them in and then carry them in their size of the suitcase. The skill set that's required for attaching it is not impressive. And the space required for doing it is also not particularly large. And so I'm troubled when I see so many uh, uh, assessments coming from from intel military military intelligence trying to tell us that nothing's happened in the last four years. Makes so me wonder why are they telling me that? We should stay calm and not be nervous about it. Well, they, uh, somebody doesn't want us to take action. I guess right. I don't know. Somebody mm -hmm. is perhaps deterred. <laughs> it, it, again. But this is just, again, so if you think that we're alone in the world or mm -hmm. that we could be alone in the world, then you don't sit back with this quiet for quiet approach and say, hey, so every 
couple of days, Hamas uh, tests uh, tests out some new missiles, and they shoot it towards the they shoot it towards the Mediterranean. So since they're shooting it towards the Mediterranean instead of at us, it's okay. We let them do. Mm-hmm. They they can build a thousand, ten thousand, whatever they do, they're doing inside. It's okay as long as they're not shooting at us. The day will come, and we'll okay. This this approach, I think, is is a really terrible mistake. It, it, it's a uh, it's something which uh, we could pay dearly for, mm-hmm. and and ditto ditto uh, with with uh, Hezbollah in Lebanon. You know, it, think of it's a curious thing if the some of the nice talking heads in the game when they talk about Iran say that the reason that we can't do anything against Iran is because of Hezbollah shooting shooting in us. It's not going to be nice, mm-hmm. right? So wouldn't you... And, and these same people are saying that it's going to take a year for Iran, if Iran does go want nuclear. to go nuclear, mm-hmm. then it takes a year for them to make the material and then to figure out how to put it in a rocket and all these things. We've got a year. So wouldn't your conclusion be... Hey, now's the time. Right. You got a year already. Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time we want to neutralize these guys so that it isn't going to be a problem for me the day if if, if the day comes that I want to do something against Iran. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see it. So all of this folds back to if we have an opportunity to change the mindset here. If the leadership wants to say, hey, Look at this. Yeah, we could be alone. So if we could be alone, then we better get our act together and make it that we can survive challenges. Without asking anybody's permission. Well, look, it all came up now because everyone's watching Ukraine with all NATO and the United States and all these promises that we won't let this happen, won't let this happen, and it's happening. (laughs) Well, 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 it, 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 and then you do have, look, you've had some people wake up. But the reason that they wake up is because these guys live in Europe. And they're saying, whoa. We're next. We're next. Okay. So we've had things happen that never happened. The, the, the Germans, the Germans, the Finns, the, all of these people, Switzerland, my God, even Switzerland, suddenly being concerned because they say, Wow, I mean, this this neighborhood is crazy. But you know what? If the same thing happened with us, who knows what would happen? Because if, look, we we saw the Americans, one of the first concerns of of so many uh, conservative talking heads was, hey, is this going to raise the cost of gas by a a penny? Okay. So, it's a terrible thing to say, but, you know, somebody might say we don't want Israel to make too much of a raucous because it's more important for us to keep the gasoline prices down. (laughs) And we're going to have one. If you think that the Holocaust Memorial Center was something, just wait. You see what we can put on the mall for the for Israel. Oh, Oh, oh yeah, God. terrible. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's, that's that's the ultimate in being cynical. But again, I I, I really look. 
if we were in a situation that Israel really didn't have the wherewithal to take up the challenge, to take care of itself, to make things on its own, etc., that would be different. But we are no longer the economy that you and I remember 30 years, years ago, 30 years, years ago. I mean, right. yeah, it's just, we're, we're, we're not the same country. We're not the same country. We're, we're a remarkable country. Yeah. Uh, and and it, as, as you pointed out, and if we got rid of more of the red tape, we'd be even more remarkable a country. And uh, so if the leadership is looking for a way for, 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 for something to, to point to, Mm-hmm. To say, okay, we're going to get moving. I think this is this is an opportunity. Well, I I would yeah, hope so. A wake up call, like yeah. that's that's yeah. how I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's what fascinated me about your commentary. And again, where do people write to if they want to sign up and get your weekly? Uh, Imra, let me see. I M R A. I I M R A. Uh, uh, org.il. You can do it on online. The, the, the website oh. is www. Mm-hmm. Right, imra i m r a dot o r g dot i l, and you can click on it to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you weren't about enough things, guys, we want to put more on your plate. But thank uh, you very much. Yeah, no, but but really, I mean, not we have to have the knowledge. There's too many people sticking their head in the sand. And uh, it's not the bad guys. They never waste time. So we, we do well, a lot. They've, got the, hands they've down. got the budget. The bad guys have the budget. They have the budget. <laughs> they always have to find the budget and they have the will because exactly. whatever their ideology is, be it jihad or, or imperialism or whatever it is, it drives them. And most of us are not driven enough to understand that the way that we live is very fragile. And we have to do whatever we can to maintain it. If not for our own sakes, then for our children and our grandchildren. Exactly. Um, the world is at a very, very crazy point right now. And I'm not talking about the pandemic for once. Okay. All right. Uh, Good evening. Turner, thank you so much. And continue to, you know, give us your analysis. Thank you. Your thought process. And I appreciate you joining me here tonight. Take care. All right, everybody. That's going to be it because I'm I'm wiped out and hopefully we'll do something lighter next week, but I can't promise. So, you know, when you tune in, you never know what you're going to get. Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network with thanks to Ben and to Tabitha and hope that wherever you are, you are doing okay. Take care, everybody. Goodbye for now. Enhance your faith. Deepen your understanding. Align your destiny with the Land of Israel. Every Sunday, the Land of Israel Fellowship features a live interactive Zoom session hosted by Jeremy Gimpel. That's the Land of Israel Fellowship, bringing the Torah from Judea to the world. For more information, visit thelandofisrael.com fellowship.